1: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
2: i'm heidi harrison for charlie james always a privilege sitting in for charlie james and spending the afternoon with y'all it's always a lot of fun jessica pollock's here from afp that's americans for prosperity south carolina to talk about well biden and how he basically stole christmas more than the grinch right jessica (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's right, Heidi. I hope you had a good um, Christmas. You know, I'm a parent, so, you know, I saw something funny that said Christmas and New Year's, you know, the week between is not for the faint of heart. Either stay at home and endure a sibling bloodbath or venture out and everyone gets (laughs) sick. Those are your only choices, Godspeed. So I'm in the stay at home and...
2: And referee my two children
0: um, phase for the next
2: is, I, <laughs> I put a meme up on Facebook the other day that, you know how Facebook reminds you of things you put up years ago? I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. Somebody oh, yeah. put out, And it said, you know, here's what you do before Christmas. You, you wrap a bunch of empty presents. And then when the kids get out of line, you just throw them in the fire one by one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save that.
0: Well, you know, and maybe people had to do that this year because of Bidenomics.
2: I mean, the, <sighs> oh, the, the
0: stats that are out there, Um, for the average American and what their wallet, you know, looks like after their Christmas holiday are really, really terrible. Um, You know, we have food insecurity has increased by 45% since August, 2021. And I think that one hits me like the hardest when I think about it, you just don't think about America and everyday people who have jobs, like not being able to afford to feed their families. Um, But that's, that's, the reality of what's going on out there.
2: Right. And the extras are just disappearing from anybody's shopping list anymore. That's what I see in the stores. i are speaking with Jessica Pollock from Americans for Prosperity, South Carolina. I'm Heidi Harris, of course, in for Charlie James. And, you know, my husband was talking, my husband likes to do the shopping. I don't. I, I just hate it. And last night he was telling me, you go to the store and, you know, the kind of sliced meat that you used to be able to get in the deli. That was kind of a, even then it was a luxury for us. Okay. 7 $8 yeah. a pound. Now he's saying it's 12 13 $14 a pound. And then they're trying to throw in some free cheese or something. But who I mean, this is doubled in price and it's not the only thing that's doubled in price in the last couple of years, like to your point about the 45 percent increase.
0: Yeah, no, it's not just food. And I think that's, you know, what people we you said it best. You said not everyone thinks like we do. So, you know, one thing that we're trying to do is just continue to highlight the epic failures of Biden and Bidenomics. Because the number one goal has got to be to get rid of him um, come November 2024. People are hopefully going to vote with their wallets. So even if they don't, you know, think like us for other um, issues, most people, you know, vote with their wallets. And it doesn't matter who you are—Democrat, um, conservative, um, independent—you are struggling uh, if you're an average American. I read something today that jumped out at me. It said more than one in three Americans. Christmas gifts all together. Um, And and then the Salvation Army. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Angel Tree Program. It's been around Mm -hmm. forever and ever and ever. It's something we do with our kids. Uh, They had a 25% increase in requests this year. That's a huge, huge jump. Uh, So, you know, people really had to make choices. Are you going to give gifts to your family? Or maybe you're going to have to spend all your money just to a flight, a hotel. All of those things have increased. Travel if they need to buy a, a new home because they've moved jobs, like you know, all of that is what Bidenomics has really brought us. And we need to remember that Biden is the grant to make Christmas too expensive. And he is the reason, reason that it's nearly impossible for most people to maintain the standard of living they knew before he took office.
2: Now, that's the important thing, what you just said. We're speaking with Jessica Pollack from Americans for Prosperity, South Carolina. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James today. That's exactly what, what, what you're talking about. It's It's been more expensive and more difficult for anybody just to maintain what they had two years ago. And I don't know how people do it when they have children. They've got to feed. I mean, I just, it's just my husband and me in my case, and we can cut back on this or that, but there's certain things you simply can't go without if you have children and it's ridiculous how much it all costs
0: yeah and and, uh, on average i think it's around twelve thousand dollars per year now extra that americans are spending just to keep up like you said with basic necessities and we know that like real earnings they have plummeted prices have outpaced wages thing you know prices have gone up 17% since he took office no one is getting a 17% raise and oh, that's yeah. just the reality if you get Absolutely. a raise at all maybe it's 5% that's that's not even making a dent in in the prices that you're paying across the board like we said food gas travel homes all of it all of it is less expensive or more expensive and biden is the reason and we've just got to stay focused on biden has to go
2: yeah well look at the rent i mean people can't afford rent even you know people living as with roommates can barely afford rent it's too expensive nobody talks about uh, the whole issue of all these illegals coming into the country you know they're taking up the quote unquote affordable housing all over the country nobody really talks about that and that's a huge issue all of these things are affecting all of us
0: oh absolutely i mean rent is insane if you're trying think about if you're in college and you're getting out you know and you're going to have a good job you think um even if you're making you know fifty sixty thousand dollars a year that is not enough money now to live by yourself right you know you used to be able to you know 21 you find a nice apartment eight nine hundred dollars I was, I'm down in Charleston, and I think a one-bedroom apartment on John's Island, which is not, like, in Charleston, is going for $1,900 wow. a month. Who can afford wow. that? And this is just wow. an apartment with, you know, four walls and, and carpet <laughs> and a kitchen. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just we are watching, you know, the American dream slip away every year that he's in office. And we really need to stay focused on Biden has to go. We've got right. to get rid of him. He's a Grinch. He even looks like kind of like a Grinch. Have you seen those pictures <laughs> where he's painted green? He's got the similar smile. Um, and we just can't have another Christmas that he steals from us.
2: No, we can't. And then, of course, they're going after the appliances. I'll talk about that after the break, but they're they're going after the appliances again. I mean, and remember cash for clunkers with Obama? All that did is make it more unaffordable for a person who didn't make a lot of money to own any kind of car. I have a friend who owns a couple of car lots in Arizona. And when that happened, he said, all this has done is make it impossible. Let's say I've got a customer who doesn't make a lot of money. They got a couple of kids. They can't afford a new SUV and they're putting the old ones in the landfill. So all this does is squeeze the middle class even further.
0: Absolutely. And it's cars. It's, um, you know, we just did that. Toyota's phasing out one of their gas uh, forerunners after next year. It'll have to be a hybrid. Well, that's going to, it's going to be more expensive. It's, it's, you know, your oven range. It's, Anything that they can get their hands on, any regulation that they can put on, it's just these people are so disconnected and so out of touch with what people feel in their actual lives every day that it's just, it's unbelievable.
2: Well, you're right, Jessica. The main thing is they are out of touch because they don't really suffer from the policies that they're constantly implementing. That's where it really what it comes down to. It's a combination of they don't suffer from what they're doing. And there are people actively trying to destroy the middle class behind the scenes, and we know they're doing it.
0: Oh, yeah. And and inflation is is a prime example of that. It's a tax on your standard of living and it's also really a regressive tax because it hits low earners like you said or the middle class the most people who have a ton of money they don't care if their shampoo jumps three dollars um, from the last time they sent someone to buy it for them, uh, but but we do, <laughs> and
2: especially no, I'm when it's laughing. right? I'm, laugh- I'm laughing at for Jessica because my husband and I took a cross country trip, and I and it was out of shampoo, and I went into this grocery store because that was the only thing close, and it was like eight dollars for a bottle of. <laughs> sh- I'm I'm talking the cheap stuff, Jessica. I'm not talking the fancy stuff. I was ho- I said what? When did this get so expensive? I finally bought a bottle of three dollar. I don't even know what it was. I'm sure it was the same <laughs> stuff that was in the eight dollar bottle, but even a small tiny bottle of shampoo i mean all of the i mean every little thing is costing so much more than it used to makes it so difficult it does yeah it's very tough thank you jessica great talking to you again from americans for prosperity from south carolina thank you very much and thanks for keeping up the fight thank you
0: thanks heidi bye-bye
2: appreciate it i'm heidi harris in for charlie james text line is always open common sense retirement planning text line 71307 71307 I'm coming right back
1: call from mom answer it call silenced
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois. Coming up next hour, we're going to talk a little bit about Baltimore. They've got a new approach to police training. They want to—you're not going to believe what they're trying to do—and this is happening all over the country, as we know. And we'll get to that coming up. I'm always thrilled to be in for Charlie James, and I always love spending time with you guys because you are the best audience. Well, I shouldn't say that because—well, I will. (laughs) You are—you're terrific. Grateful to be here. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 713707, 71307. And if you want to follow the station, 989WORD, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 989WORD. I'll get back to the text line in a minute. wanted to mention we were speaking with Americans for Prosperity about Biden and Bidenomics and all this kind of stuff. And you know they were going after the gas stoves, right? That was the attempt initially. So now they're talking about apparently... Uh, apparently Biden regulators have launched according to I'm quoting some of this from Fox News have launched proposed regulations for other appliances that are likely to be bad or even worse including things like dishwashers now I gotta tell you I hate dishwashers I wouldn't use one I much prefer to hand wash them but my husband likes them so I just put up with it and put them in the dishwasher to me it's a waste of money I don't know why it doesn't waste money because it takes forever but according to this interesting uh, column in Fox News, they're saying the dishwashers may already be the most overregulated appliance, having been subjected to four rounds of successively tighter limits on the amount of energy and water they can use. And they say these DOE regulations, the reason dishwashers now take two hours or more to clean a load of dishes. I can do them in 20 minutes. I can do them in 15 minutes. I can do them in 10 minutes. Oh, brother. This was up from an hour for most models, predating the federal standards. Cleaning performance has also suffered. Many consumers report having to rinse their dishes by hand before or after running in the dishwasher. Yes, of course, I always do that, always. That's why I hate dishwashers. To me, it's a waste of water and everything, but whatever. Residential air conditioners are also being hit by regulators from the DOE and the EPA a new DOE efficiency standard that took effect in 2023 is boosting the installed cost of a new unit by $1000 or more. See, these are the things that destroy the middle class. That's the problem. We know there's an attack on the middle class. The power rates all over the country are through the roof. Whatever it is, you if you're gas or electric or uh, you know, whatever it is oil, some people have, you know power heat their house with oil. I mean, it's just insane. Gas for your car, the utility bills, I went over to a friend's house. I have a friend who's uh, ill and she's um, older. And I visit her very frequently, a longtime friend, and I love her to death. And went over to her house the other day and she was looking at a power bill. She said, how can I have a $350 power bill? She doesn't have a big house. She said, how can I have that? She was just looking. And I I, and I, t- I told my husband about it because he knows you know, he knows her. And she, he said, what? Her power bill was how much? But that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> how do you have a $350 power bill in this tiny little house? it's crazy but that's what they're doing washing machines fox news is talking about washing machines like dishwashers washing machines have endured tighter and tighter water and energy use limits in 94 2004 2007 2015 and 2018 they now use so little water that homeowners have had to improvise to get clothes clean some have had to add a bucket or two of water mid-cycle to improve performance which obviously doesn't work with front loaders but that's pretty funny. Furnaces, of course, uh, the DOE is you know, finalizing apparently efficiency standards for furnaces that will that apparently outlaw the kind of natural gas furnaces that make the most sense for millions of homeowners. Once again, remember back in, the, when, when you, I think it was Obama, and they were trying to get you to get rid of all of your old refrigerators and all that kind of stuff, remember that? Well, here's the thing, what if you can't what if you you can't afford to buy a new fridge? My husband and I had to buy a fridge a while back. Ours crashed on us, and my husband did a lot of research and he uh, a lot of you know looked at all these YouTube videos and other places where, where guys who were in the business for a long time said, "Look, they last five or six years max. I don't care what you spend, right?" So that he said the, the way they're built now. So he, uh, my husband and I went out and bought, but we bought, I mean, the lowest end we could get, and it was I, I want to say a thousand dollars. I mean, you know, no bells, no whistles. The only thing I was lucky to get water in the door, which I had never had in a fridge before. I kind of like it. But I mean, it was tiny. It had, it was nothing fancy at all. It was like the cheapest one they had in the store. And you could, you know, yeah, you can buy used ones, but used ones, you know, come on, used ones are. I I used to buy used appliances when I was very young and living on my own. I, I couldn't afford anything else. A washer dryer is one thing. A fridge is another because usually by the time somebody gets rid of a fridge, it's about ready to die. So I wouldn't get a used fridge. Plus, you know, they can be yucky. But, I mean, that's a lot of money for someone to shell out. Huge amount of money. And so the more they want to regulate things and the more they want to complicate things, the more it hurts the middle class and the people who are trying to get into the middle class who can't. You know, And they don't care. They really don't care about us. That's what it comes down to. They want to destroy us. They want to squeeze us like lemons, and they're doing a pretty good job of it. And I'd love to see you know Trump get back in or somebody who can make some difference and try to turn this stuff around. I don't know if the ship could be turned around. A lot of people are predicting a huge crash in 2024. I don't know. I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who's a day trader about stocks and all that kind of stuff. And I said, you really think it's going to crash in 2024? He said, yeah. And what he said was, he said it was different. He said, this is different than 2008. Those of us who lived through 2008, 2009, he said, this is different because last time it was just residential. He said, this time is residential and commercial. He said, I can't believe it hasn't happened already. He thought it would crash this year. Uh, I hope he's wrong, but a lot of people are predicting next year is going to be very rough. Now, are the Democrats going to try to do something to make sure that doesn't happen until after the election? Uh, You know they are. But you know, the things like raising the interest rates and making it virtually impossible for someone to buy a house. When you're raising interest rates, people can't get into the first house and then people who are in a house with low interest rates don't wanna to move to a bigger house because they don't want to have to pay a higher interest rate and you know what happens. If you can't get into a house, you're not buying the furniture, you're not fixing things up. You're not. I mean, we know what's happening with that. By the way, there's a whole group of people who are being termed now forever renters and a lot of people are talking about that. I'll kind of share with you some information about that coming up next on the Charlie James Show. I'm Heidi Harris. You can follow me, Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Rumble. And of course, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is always open at 71307. 71307. Coming right back. good afternoon always a privilege sitting in for the great charlie james he returns next week he's enjoying some time off i am thrilled to be here with you common sense retirement planning text line is always open 71 307 71 and the gs plumbing talk line Eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. We were talking about the whole idea of the middle class being destroyed and making it more difficult for people to be able to rent anything ever to own anything. And a lot of people have just given up the whole idea of ever being able to own anything. I mean, if you have children, for example, young adult children, uh, and I've talked to a lot of people who say, you know, I'm, I don't even care. I don't plan to own a house. And I mean, I couldn't wait to try to own something of my own. Not that it was fancy, my first place was, you know, just a a mess. Somebody had really wrecked it on the inside, but I worked really hard to fix it up, just a little tiny condo, but I was so happy to have my own place. And nowadays people don't seem to be interested. It's not a right or wrong, bad or good, but the problem is you're not building equity. But then again, you know what? You're not spending all your time and money fixing your place up, right? It's already there. So interesting story that uh, appeared, I I think this is the New York Times, I believe. Oh, Wall Street Journal, I'm sorry. Wall Street Journal. Uh, the rise of the forever for I get paid to talk. The rise of the forever renters. I'm just going to cut to the chase some of the things that I, that I highlighted about this. They're saying that Americans who would traditionally be homeowners, you know, historically because of their age and whatnot and their income, whatever, have become long term renters, including some with no plans to ever buy a home. Please let me know what you think about this on the text line 71307. 71307. They're saying renters are changing their savings patterns, uh, sparking new developments, inspiring businesses, uh, from contractors that help out with renovations for renters even, to high-end fixtures that are easily removed from one dwelling to the next. I had no idea you could even do that. Uh, There's a place they mentioned that's in Scranton that used to be a lace factory, and they've turned it into rental developments. And they're saying that this is one of hundreds of new rental developments that are rising up to help people who want to have luxury without commitment. And a lot of younger people too, are looking at these apartments that may have, you know, if if you can afford it, they may have a gym, you know, they may have a coffee bar, they may have all these things that people may not want to leave their development, right? Well they say, well why should I you know belong to a gym when I can have it right here in my apartment. I have a pool, I have this, I have that, and they're putting all these amenities in you're paying through the roof but they're putting them all in. 64% of people in the US are homeowners compared with 89% of people in China and 72% in Brazil. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Real estate investor GID, which owns and manages about 50,000 apartment units across 30 markets in the U.S., says nearly a quarter of its residents, listen to this, earn over $200,000 a year. Interesting. The executive, chief executive Greg Bates of GID, said the influx of higher income renters has, in part, led to a decline in the number of lower priced rental properties available in the U.S. And that's what happens now. Nobody ever mentions the illegal thing, right? The illegal aliens. We know they're taking up someplace. We know they're taking up "quote unquote" affordable housing all over the country. We know there's no other way. They're not all they're not all living on the streets. We know that. So where are they being put? They're being put somewhere. And of course that you know, makes, uh, you know, availability worse and costs everybody more money. But, you know, some of these people don't mind paying the money. There's one guy who's paying $3,200 in rent, including parking and utilities. He lives in Tampa. $3,200, he said, this is a relatively low price to pay for all the things I want. He has a a pool, pool, dry cleaning pickup, concierge service. Uh, He's close to events and places where you can go see entertainment and whatnot. But apparently this place has surpassed 95% occupancy seven months after opening. Another thing that I found interesting in this Wall Street Journal story about long-term renters is the idea that a lot of people are renting and then leasing again. Like they signed a two-year lease and then they continue to lease. In other words, they're not, well, at $3,200, maybe you can't save money. They're not saving money to want to buy a house. It's fascinating to me. They just don't even care. <coughs> Sorry, let me grab a swig of They don't even care. Alicia Couch and and her husband live in Dawsonville, Georgia. They have a combined income of $122,000. She said she and her husband could comfortably afford a mortgage and down payment. Instead, they're choosing to stay in a four bedroom townhome. They rent for $2,000 a month. She said, it's not that we can't afford to buy it, it's that we don't want to and we feel like it's not worth it. She's 37. Now, if you know, if you're a homeowner, if you're lucky enough to actually own your house, a lot of people just are homeowners and they're paying a mortgage. Uh, you understand, you have to put a down payment down. I mean, from the time you move in to the time you move out, you're fixing it up. You're down there at Home Depot and Lowe's and what other places fixing the stuff, buying this, putting new flooring. You know, whatever you can afford, flooring and countertops and painting and da 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 da. And it never ends. And you have to wonder sometimes, does it pencil out at the end of the day? You know, factor in what you put the you put down fifty or hundred thousand dollars down if you're you know if you're lucky enough to be able to do that, put that down, and then you spend, you know, ten thousand dollars a year fixing it up and this and that and the other. At at the end of five years, oh yeah, but you have all this equity. But do you have enough equity? Does it pencil out? I don't know. I don't know if it does. But there are now what they call build to rent communities where in other words, their housing communities, and some of these are really nice. They're built as rentals from day one. And you may know about some of these they are fascinating. There are currently 533 of these developments completed or under construction, according to a property management uh, software, 84,459 units around the country. Their average occupancy rates are currently 97%. Fascinating. There's a thing called Arc Homes for Rent, which owns a place um, in the, where this one family lives. They say that they receive eight to 10 qualified applicants for every unit that comes on the market. And tenants who sign two-year leases renew their contracts 80% of the time. The company says above the overall industry, re-signing rate of 60%, interesting. They talk about another couple who you know toured some senior development, decided they didn't want to live there, and so they went to a place where they could uh, you know they could rent something. But it's fascinating. I, I just had no idea. And there are people who sell things like removable wallpaper, the Wall Street Journal's talking about. And there's a, a lighting company that sells battery operated and easy to remove light fixtures. They say their store visits have quadrupled in the last few months. It's, I'm just fascinated by the way things have changed. Now, you, you could say, yeah, they don't want you to be a homeowner because they don't want you to build equity. They don't I, I get it. They don't want you. Because if you don't own your house, depending on how long you stay there, obviously, um, you know, you're know you you're not necessarily building community sometimes. And so there are a lot of advantages to owning a home. But like I'm saying, I, does it pencil out? I've, I like the idea that when I live someplace, as long as I make my payment, no one can throw me out in 30 days. I wouldn't want to constantly live in a place where either the rate could go up on me You know they raise my rate and sometimes they do it in the middle of the lease depending on what your situation is and what the lease says Uh, so I don't like that someone knocking on the door and throwing you out but I'm just curious as to what you're seeing out there common-sense retirement planning text line 7130 texter Heidi no renters are at the mercy of somebody else well that's how I feel although if you can't fix anything and my husband owns a handyman business so I can tell you he's fixing things all day long for people who can't do it for themselves Either they're too old to do it, they used to be able to do it, they can't anymore, or they can't get on a ladder anymore. They can't change out a sink. They can't get to the um, you know smoke detectors that are high up on, I mean, so he makes money off these people every day. Whereas if you're a renter, you just call the landlord, right? Texture Heidi, I'm in real estate 20 years, rents on the same property or sometimes half of the mortgage, much less maintenance PMI. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's why people are looking at and saying does this pencil out but then what do you have in 10 years you don't have the equity you could have built but if you take that money some experts are saying you take that money that you could have used to build equity if, if you'd owned the house and then put that into something else some other kind of stock or investment or something that you felt was uh profitable I don't know It's it's just all changing and it's just very different very very different world we're living in now but a lot of these younger people they they don't they say, I don't want to buy a house. Why would I be stuck with that nonsense when I could move every year? I live in a place with a pool and this and that and the other. Well, can't blame them, I guess. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James, coming right back. Good afternoon. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James. Coming up, I'm going to tell you about what they're doing in Baltimore. They're trying to change the police department. I guess they're trying to make it warmer and fuzzier, I guess. It's pretty funny. They want to, uh, they're changing their approach. They want to look at the effects of trauma and the importance of empathy as if police officers don't already have that. All right, we'll get to that coming up next hour. But I want to share with you some audio. I came across this clip. I don't know who this girl is, okay? So I'm not picking on anybody personally. She put it out there, but this is her definition of equality in a marriage. Go ahead, Will, run that, would you?
1: I have an equal partner.
2: I don't have to make him a list. I have an
1: equal partner. I don't have to ask him to help with things around the house. I have an equal partner. He knows how to shop at the grocery store without pictures. I have an equal partner. He doesn't expect me to handle everything alone. I have an equal partner. He plans date nights without me having to beg for it. I have an equal partner. He does his own laundry. I have an equal partner. He makes his own appointments. I have an equal partner. My stocking has never been empty. I have an equal partner. He makes the kids' lunches in the morning. I have an equal partner. He makes and takes their son to his therapy appointments. I have an equal partner. He doesn't believe that just because he goes to work, he shouldn't have to do anything when he gets home. I have an equal partner. He takes genuine interest in me and my interests. I have an equal partner. He knows how to fold towels. I have an equal partner. He takes our kids to bed and knows their teacher's names. I have an equal partner. He doesn't make me feel bad if I'm not in the mood. I have an equal partner. He acknowledges and appreciates what I do and tells me that often. I have an equal partner. He does basic adult tasks without being asked.
2: Okay, all right, okay. So (laughs) who wants to be married to her? Somebody raise your hand. Uh, uh, Where to begin? Uh, Why does your kid need therapy? Can we start with that? Maybe your kid needs therapy. Never mind. I don't know why her kid needs therapy. But <laughs> text her. Sounds like she has a slave and a simp. Yeah. I, I... Okay. And all she talks about is how he, you know, says she's doing great. and He encourages her and he does this. What does she do for him? What does she do for him? I'm dying to know. I mean, that's how women are, some of these women now. I have an equal partner he makes the kids lunches okay fine I mean sometimes he'll do it sometimes she I have a he can go to the grocery store without pictures how insulting as I've told you before my husband does a grocery shopping because he likes it I hate it I'll go if I have to he was sick last week so I went I don't like it but I'll do it but how insulting my husband would never say oh she can go to the grocery store without pictures look at her can you imagine he makes his own appointments well I my husband does for his business but if I I mean I just I mean, she just sounds like the worst kind of wife but unfortunately equal What does equal partner mean and and what happens when the uh, sprinklers break does she fix those mm-hmm what happens when the car needs the oil change does uh, she do that or does the husband do that what happens when the lawn needs to be mowed is that on him or is that her is she you know he should have an equal partner right she should be mowing the lawn right especially when it's hot out All right <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out you know when you're married, you're not focusing on keeping score of everything he did versus what she did texture it sounds like her husband does not have an equal partner right where did she ever say anything that was encouraging him about what he cares about well, he makes a date night without me having to beg. He he cares about what I'm interested in. Do you care about what he's interested in? I mean, I'll go to car shows with my husband. I'd rather not, but I do it because he likes it. It's important to him. I mean, I like cars, but, you know, I can do once around, and I'm good. Nod in my head like Chevy Chase, you know, in the vacation movie at the Grand Canyon. Uh, that's enough for me. He'll go around and around and around. That's fine. I do it with him. You know, we've gone to things like Barrett Jackson and some of those... Great car shows, it. and I do enjoy that, but I'd spend a lot less time there than he would. But that's what you do, because it's important to him, and it's what he wants to do. I mean, you, can't... jeez Louise. Last night, I even I even turned on drag racing, <laughs> skipping around. I was watching something stupid, and I said, I know what he wants to watch: torque TV. And uh, there's an actual channel on that if you've got Roku torque tv and there was there was drag racing okay i've been to drag races it's actually a lot of fun but i would have watched something else but he was sitting there and i thought oh let's watch this okay (laughs) i mean honestly what a horrible way to talk about your husband. I've got an equal partner, so I'm beating him down and he I make sure he changes you know six point five diapers per day and I change six point five diapers per day. He comes home from work busting his butt to put food on the table and he makes sure and does the dishes and he does everything else, right? And women wonder why things aren't going really well, especially in the dating world and even in the marriage world. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know where people get this idea of what's supposed to be equal. I don't understand. We're very different. Women and men are different. There are things that my husband does that thank God I don't have to do. There are things I take care of that he either doesn't care about or, you know, I may, you know, like if it were up to him, he'd probably have, you know, two by fours and uh, cinder blocks for bookcases. Okay. <laughs> That's, you know, the bachelor kind of way, right? But women are the ones who usually buy the paint. And, uh, you know, do the put the bookcases the way they want them and do all these kind. It's a partnership. It's got to be a partnership. I don't get people and then you want to be have a successful marriage. Text her. I like what he said. Sounds like she has a slave and a simp. I think so. My gosh. I love to hear his side of uh, I don't have an equal partner, right? hmm. All right. Coming up, we'll talk about Baltimore. They're doing this all over the country, trying to make, you know, cops kinder and gentler. And they want you to understand the other side. They don't ever want to understand your side. Of course, we'll get to that and much more on the Charlie James show. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James.